there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive, which basically means that our nervous system is wired differently than someone who is not highly sensitive. You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, and I am your host and wealthy mentor, Dr. Michelle. My mission is to empower conscientious women entrepreneurs to create a life full of abundance, purpose, health, wealth, and joy. In this podcast, you'll learn how to elevate your health, lifestyle, and surroundings so you can tap into your power, show up more confidently, and focus on what really matters, sharing your gifts, better serving your clients, and showing up even more for the people you love. This is today's businesswoman, the wealthy woman. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode. This week I had the pleasure of interviewing Heather Dominic. So Heather's work caught my eye because she specializes in working with highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Now, I've heard of and identified as a highly sensitive person in the past. So I was really curious to learn more about Heather's work. So she is a impressively successful and highly spiritual woman. She's a former high school drama teacher who actually collaborated with none other than Bette Midler. (laughs) She graduated from NYU where she received her first coach training and is the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award and creator of the 2015 Stevie Award winning virtual event called A Course in Business Miracles 21 Day Discovery Series that attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from all around the world. She's appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. An exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather's known for creating a safe, sacred community for true transformation, whether she is teaching a Business Miracles class, delivering training online or in person, or mentoring members of her Business Miracles community in her various mentoring programs. She's helped thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and learn how to build their business in a way that actually feels so good that they can't help but create solid, sustainable, high-level financial success. Heather is also the founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. So hey, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so happy to be here and so looking forward to our conversation, Michelle. (laughs) So aside from your little bio, tell us a bit more about how you got here and really what is a highly sensitive entrepreneur? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I will start by saying that I've been self-employed for 15 years now, and for the first five of those 15 years, I did not know that I was highly sensitive. I didn't even, I had never even heard the phrase highly sensitive before, Mm -hmm. but it was at that time in my business, uh, it was actually the first time that I brought my business across the million dollar mark, Mm -hmm. and it was a very 
dark time. Mm. And yeah, I know. And it should be like fun and celebratory, right? <laughs> uh, but it really was not. It was uh, definitely a period of a lot of overwork and a lot of overwhelm and overexhaustion and really put me in a dark night of the soul. I was really questioning everything that I was doing mm-hmm. and you know how I was doing it and was this path of self-employment really for me and you know what is this craziness of this industry that I'm in and through that dark time and that self-inquiry I was connected with Dr. Elaine Aaron who is the founding researcher of the highly sensitive person work that began in the mid nineties for her. And when I first heard the term highly sensitive and understood what it meant, I wasn't so surprised that I was highly sensitive, but what surprised me was when I took one of her assessments, how highly sensitive I was. Mm. I was off the charts. off the charts, highly sensitive. And so I'm always a believer and teacher of the fact that your ideal client is a version of you. So I brought one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into a group of 25 women entrepreneurs that I was coaching at the time. And yes, 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 every single woman in that room was highly sensitive. (laughs) And not one woman in that room wanted to be highly sensitive. So that was really the beginning, both my own experience and then my experience with those 25 clients that really showed me there's something very, very important to be addressed here. And that was really the beginning of what now is the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. And basically the gist of it is that, you know, according to Dr. Aaron, there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive, which basically means that our nervous system is wired differently than someone who is not highly sensitive. So we have the ability to just uh, take in stimulation at a very, very high degree. Mm. And that will impact, you know, how we process information, for example, as well as just, you know, our day-to-day experience out in the world that is filled with sights and sounds and smells and all other forms of stimulation. And so the work that I do and the research that I conduct now builds upon Dr. Aaron's work and really applies what is needed for someone who's highly sensitive, who feels called to be self-employed. What do they need so that they can really ensure that the self-employment endeavor journey is really financially and personally successful and rewarding? That's so cool. (laughs) I am kind of, I imagine other people would have this uh, question too, but would you say that people who identify as empathic would, would also qualify as being highly sensitive or would you say that those are two separate things? That's a great question. I can't answer the identified part, but I would say, you know, in terms of straight definition, that someone who is truly an empath is a higher on a higher level of the spectrum than someone who is highly sensitive. Mm. Uh, you know, with that said, someone who is truly an empath is is really going to to encounter a higher degree of you know difficulty and challenges uh, because the person who again is just truly an em- empath is you know 
experiencing um, overstimulation or the the intake of energy, if you will, at a, at a much higher degree than mm. someone who's highly sensitive. Mm, that makes sense. I like how you use the word spectrum. So it's kind of like on this continuum, which sure. that totally makes sense to me. Cool. Yes. That is so awesome. So I'm curious, Heather, what was your key driving force to becoming a female entrepreneur yourself? Great question. I would say it was probably a mixture of naivete <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, desire to create. Um, you know, when I first started my business, again, I've been self-employed for 15 years. Um, I, I really knew nothing about self-employment, but I, I started my business in 2004. Um, and that was just, you know, a couple years after 9-11. I was living in Manhattan at that time and there was, and where I still do live. And there was just this real, you know, energy throughout the city. It was a, a very intense time for all of us, no matter where, where we were living, but definitely for those of us in the city. And there was a, a for sure pulsating essence of, you know, what are you doing with your life? Um, and, and what, what do you want to be doing and, and do those two things match? Mm. And so, you know, I think it was really, again, timing. Um, I loved my work as a high school drama teacher. I, loved my students. I was very, very frustrated with the system. So I, I knew that I, you know, wanted to be creating more than the system that I was working in allowed me to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so again, you know, timing, wanting to create more and a big old nice dose of not knowing what. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. I feel like so many people can relate to that. <laughs> Like, we don't fit in this box. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. I love it. So as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, how do you stay motivated when things don't go as planned, which, you know, happens all the time as a self-employed person? Definitely happens all the time. That is no question. <laughs> you know, the irony is, is I would say that is my motivation. Mm. So, you know, I really am, um, you know, well, let me say first that in my work, I've identified, you know, what I refer to as 12 top HSE shadows and 12 top HSE strengths. Mm. And one of our strengths as highly sensitive entrepreneurs is that we are extremely creative. And then from there, one of my own personal strengths is that I am a high learner. Mm. So those two combined, and when I can really support myself in being in my strengths and not in my shadows, when something doesn't go as planned, that motivates me to want to learn why. Mm. and then to create it differently so that it can be done even better. Mm. I can totally relate to that. Mm. (laughs) Awesome. So over the years, um, or most recently, what book or person has inspired you the most? Yeah, such a great question. So whenever I get a question about a book, I have to go back to like my my first and foremost love of a book, which is To Kill a Mockingbird. Ooh, nice. (laughs) 
that will just always be the the standard um, and the you know first step of the influential book ladder. <laughs> um, and and I can definitely say to this day, and I don't even know how many times I've read it because I, I go back to it a lot. And then from there, I would probably credit A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson because that book really started my journey uh, with A Course in Miracles, which definitely influences the work that I do in service to highly sensitive entrepreneurs now. And then from there, I would say the most recent would be the book Diane Diana Herself by Martha Beck, which is a really fabulous allegory and, in my opinion, uh, really describes the journey of a highly sensitive so very well. Hmm. Fascinating. That is so cool. I'm so curious. What What is your main takeaway from To Kill a, Mopping, to Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. Well, I think my main takeaway, again, you know, is it's just been an affair over, you know, many, many years, but has always been the theme of justice. Mm. And what's so interesting is that that is one of our HSE strengths is that there we have a deep belief in justice. And that has always really driven me um, and shown up in all different types of ways throughout my life. But um Yes, you know, the journey of justice and the telling of the truth in spite of it being unpopular. Oof, Mm -hmm. I got the chills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, What has been the most terrifying, risky, or profound decision that you've had to make in regards to your business? Yes. Well, again, interestingly and ironically, I would say it was it was probably the decision to serve highly sensitive entrepreneurs. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, I started this movement in 2010. And at that time, I had already been self-employed for, you know, almost five years and um, or over actually over five years, so six years. And uh, I was making a shift in terms of my business focus. So that was number one. Number two, no one was talking about this. Um, I was even told at that time, you know, do not use the words highly sensitive in your marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people aren't going to understand what it means. And if they do understand what it means, then it's, then it's going to turn them off. And I did it anyway. And it has proven to be um, absolutely needed as well as I know that, you know, for whatever you want to do with it, but there are definitely copycats out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a risk and it has proven to really be a, a valuable, valuable uh, direction that I've taken. Mm. That's so interesting. I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, do you find that highly sensitive entrepreneurs tend to gravitate towards certain professions or lines of work? It's a great question. I would say that we definitely tend to be service-based mm-hmm. and that we can be found in multiple service-based professions. So we have members in the Business Miracles community 
everything from, you know, absolutely coaches and in all uh, shapes and forms. However, more traditional businesses such as dentistry, mm-hmm. uh, insurance, real estate brokers, architects, uh, jewelry designers, and on and on and on. So again, yes, service-based, but uh, absolutely not locked into, you know, any uh, particular pigeonhole of service. Very cool. That's awesome. All right. So pivoting a bit, I'm curious, has your health ever come between you and your business? Fantastic question. (laughs) Absolutely. Just about. Yes. Mm. So for those of us who are highly sensitive, we absolutely have a, um, hmm, let's say a tango relationship (laughs) with with our health. Um, You know, one of our shadows is definitely overall health issues, particularly digestive issues. And um, through my work, I have identified what I refer to as three primary HSE coping mechanisms. There's the coping mechanism of pushing, the coping mechanism of hiding, and the coping mechanism of combo plattering. Mm -hmm. I am absolutely a recovering pusher. (laughs) Uh, what that means is that, you know, in order to cope with my sensitivity, which I didn't understand at the time, uh, a, a highly sensitive who gravitates towards pushing is that we will get done everything that the other 80%, the non-highly sensitives, we will get done everything that the non-highly sensitives get done and it will come at a cost. Mm-hmm. And that is typically a cost to our health, to our well-being and or relationships. And that is absolutely my experience is, you know, again, for years, not understanding that I was highly sensitive, just trying to cope, make my way in the world. Um, I would push and push and push till you know, absolute exhaustion and the effects on my body, you know, were um, retrospective for sure. Meaning some of them I experienced immediately. Uh, I would, I used to get massive migraines. I used to have major digestive issues. And then, you know, they were, you know, they rippled out as well. Meaning that even once I understood that I was highly sensitive, I started shifting the way that I was doing things. The body will hold what the body will hold. Mm. And so there, you know, have been, um, health issues that I've had to address, even as I no longer gravitate towards the coping mechanism of pushing. Mm. Um, The good news is that because I have such a a higher level of awareness, I've been able to take care of what needs to take care of um, in regards to, you know, healing and supporting myself physically, while also the business continuing to be able to move forward and, you know, to serve those that we do in the, in the community. Yes. I love that you bring that up because I'm such a huge preacher of like our health is our foundation and it's our ceiling. Like if, if our health is holding us back, we cannot excel and like break through ceilings and get to the next level, whether that be in our business, our personal life, our relationships and all of that stuff. And I think that what you just said is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. So well said. It's very true. I love that foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm. Do you, what's that? 
It's a good quote for Dr. Michelle Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, do you have any specific self-care practices to help you recharge or any non-negotiables that you have in place? Yes. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, part of what I teach in regards to the coping mechanisms, which are part of a larger teaching of the HSE coping cycle, is how to really actually break the cycle of coping, soothing, and recovering, and to be able to instead be more proactive as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And one of the ways that I teach is most effective and impactful is what I refer to as energy management. So energy management is you know working with some tools that I've developed as well as others that I have uh, adapted and having those in place to have a way to really tangibly be working with your thoughts, your feelings, and your energy proactively so that you are in a space to be able to respond to the level and degree of energy that comes, quote unquote, at you as a person who's self-employed rather than reacting, which for those who are highly sensitive, who have not been trained in regards to how to really manage their sensitive nature, then that is the tendency is react, recover, react, recover, react, recover. So energy management is absolutely key for me. And I start every single day uh, with with a practice that includes using some of the energy management tools as well as uh, engaging in inspirational reading, uh, working with A Course in Miracles, and meditation. And I just find that, you know, if for whatever reason, maybe I'm traveling or, you know, I have a day that is very, very full and somehow that routine gets missed, although it's very, very infrequent, but when it does, wow, uh, do I feel the difference. So that energy management practice is, is absolutely a non-negotiable. Love that. I The morning ritual, I think, is so, so, so key. And I love that it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. You know? Oh, for sure. It doesn't have to look the same for everybody. It doesn't even need to look the same for you yeah. all the time. I mean, mine has definitely shifted and changed. And I do think morning ritual is a valuable um, you know, timing uh, for energy management. And I always emphasize that, that that also is not the best for everyone. You know, some others really need to be up and moving, mm. you know, first thing in the morning and then, you know, maybe, um, you know, coming uh, to a space where you can like sit down and put pen to paper at another, you know, part of your uh, daily routine another time. So it's so important to really understand what works for you in terms of it being, let me say it's serving the intention that it's meant to serve, right? Um, Versus if we're avoiding or resisting because we're like, oh, I don't want to do that energy management thing because that means that I'm actually going to change and I'm going to you know, do things differently. And I don't want to do that. That's not what we're talking about at all. But really, you know, finding your way so that the practice can be truly supportive of, you know, having you in your best space, again, to be able to respond rather than to react. Yes, yes, I love that. 
So I, I think that energy management is a really amazing entrepreneurial trick or hack that you've developed. Are there anything, any other tools that you have that help to keep you focused and really productive during your day to day? Yes, so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly what comes to top of mind is really working with time differently as a highly sensitive. And so I have tools that I've developed that really support us in being you know, able to identify like what our natural circadian rhythm is, uh, which is different again for each of us, and then how to really work with that in a way so that we can be our most productive and, um, you know, most purposeful self uh, in a way that, again, just matches who we are. And typically when you do that, then you find that you can actually pretty much get more done in less time. Once you are able to really give yourself permission to work differently, do it differently, it's it's not going to look like the, you know, standard nine to five corporate. It's most likely not going to fit into a lot of the, you know, planning and, um, you know, time uh, management uh more traditional tools that are out there that you'll, you know, find at your local stationery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to be willing to go through the process, but once you do, and those are what the tools that I've developed that can support you and really being able to identify again, the rhythm that you work best in. It's, you know, it's really, really so rewarding. Oh, I love that. I love that. And having that freedom, I think, as an entrepreneur is so incredibly important. Like just knowing that your day literally doesn't have to like fit into other people's days and that it is different for you and maybe even different for you at different times of the month, especially for women who are menstruating. Like I've I talk a lot about that and like the emotional connection, like our energy, our mental clarity, all of that stuff I think is is so cool to play around with. (laughs) It's so true. And it's really so powerful when you do. And what I always like to emphasize as well is that, you know, one doesn't, you know, one doesn't mean you don't have the other. I'm a really big fan of finding what I refer to as the both and meaning that just because you're going to pay attention to your rhythm doesn't mean that you don't get done what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, It just means that you're going to most likely get it done in a different way. And I think that's so important for those of us who are highly sensitive, especially for those who tend towards the coping mechanism of hiding, Mm -hmm. because often things like self care or like, well, that's not my rhythm or I don't feel like it Mm -hmm. um, often find their way into, you know, being unreasonable reasons of why you can't actually, you know, create what needs to be created and, you know, take the steps that need to be taken to get the results that you say that you want. Um, You can have both and, but again, you just have to be willing to engage in the creative process of getting clear about what that looks like for you. Yes, yes, totally. Awesome. Are do you have any blogs or podcasts that you cannot imagine your day without? Hmm, I'm not much of a blog reader, I have to be honest, but I am a massive podcast listener. <laughs> um, so I definitely am a Super Soul Sunday podcast listener for sure. 
Um, and I also appreciate Oprah's masterclass. And I also, um, so funny, there's this podcast, it's called Great Women of Business. And I'm laughing because I'm totally just going to say up front, anyone who might maybe goes and listens to it, that yes, it is a little cheesy. It is definitely a little cheesy in its formatting, but I really appreciate the content. Like they really highlight, you know, women like Estee Lauder and, you know, um, I don't know, there's Coco Chanel and just, you know, some other greats. And I just like knowing and listening to their stories. Mm. Um, And then I'm also a big fan of Insights at the Edge with Tammy Simon. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. Oh, yeah. So she's so fantastic and really hosting a lot of the thought leaders and the, you know, um, let's say the, the the health, well-being and, you know, healing arena. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Heather. So if you had a little magic in your pocket, what is the one thing that you would change in the world? Hmm. First of all, I really love the idea of having a little magic in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just really appreciate that imagery. And I mean, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, really the ability to um, have a higher degree of acceptance, right? Acceptance of differences uh, in all degrees, acceptance and acceptance of differences in race, acceptances of difference in religion, acceptance of differences in socioeconomic, uh, acceptance of difference in uh, sensitivity. I could go on and on. Um, it's, it is the area where our fear has the most permission to be expressed and causes so, so much difficulty. Mm. That totally makes sense. That association with acceptance and fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise what's the problem? I know. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting. I think that's something to like sit on and Mm -hmm. like check in with yourself. Like where, what am I not accepting? And if so, what am I? Mm Hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful Um, Into coaching questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, what is your current project or passion? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that, you know, right now I am beginning to work on the content for our spring 2019 training retreat. And I lead two training retreats. Uh, I lead a training retreat twice a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. And uh, for highly sensitive entrepreneurs in the Business Miracles community, and I always am creating new content for each training retreat. It's where I reveal the next level of of the teachings that I've developed. Um, So we're going to be focusing on shame shields uh, for the spring 2019 training retreat. And this is based on some work that came out of the Stone Institute at Wellesley College, uh, which is about, you know, the ways that we defend against shame and how that then has, you know, like a negative impact on what it is that we are looking to create uh, 
you know, could be anything, uh, relationships, et cetera. However, we'll be looking at it through the lens of the impact that that has on what we're looking to create in our businesses as highly sensitives. So I'm just uh, really diving deep uh, into, into that work now and yeah, and just really, really fully loving it and so passionate and so excited to share it with the community. How exciting. Where is your retreat going to be this spring? We usually do our springs uh, somewhere in South Florida, and in fall, we're in upstate New York. Fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. We have highly sensitives who are you know, in the Business Miracles community, highly sensitive entrepreneurs, I should say, who literally travel from around the world. Um, we have uh, HSEs who come as far as Africa and Iceland and Hawaii and France and Germany and all parts of the U.S. And it's really, really quite powerful and empowering to be in a room um, where everyone else is on the same alignment as you are, uh, where most of us as highly sensitive entrepreneurs are used to being the odd one out. Uh, So it's a really, really potent learning environment uh, to have HSEs in a room together in person, which is why it is an absolute imperative part of every Business Miracles mentoring program. Mm. I love that. It's like where the growth happens is like in that, that in-person environment, I feel like. It's very true. It's very true. I mean, we, there's so much that we can get done, you know, via the, you know, amazing miracle of technology that we have, but there's, there's nothing like being in person. And again, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive entrepreneurs, because we're so used to being adverse mm-hmm. to being in person because we're so used to being in environments that are not designed for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go above and beyond to be, to ensuring that, you know, the environment is fully HSE friendly. It's why it's always in a location that has, you know, access to nature and the outdoors. And we have, you know, uh, natural sunlight in the training retreat room and HSE friendly food. And, you know, it's just really powerful. Basically recharging stations <laughs> for, for all the yeah. introvert types or people totally. who self-identify as introverts. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> is, um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share with the audience? Mm, well, there isn't, I mean, there's so much that we could continue <laughs> to talk about, but yeah, there isn't anything that comes to top of mind. So, you know, this is your show. And if you feel like we're complete, then we are complete. Awesome. So where where can everyone find you? I, I know that all of these self-identifying, like highly sensitive people are wanting to connect with you. So where can they find you? Yeah, well, I would say first, if you've been listening and you're having a sense that you might be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, I would recommend that you go to hsequiz.com. And there you can take an assessment and it will show you if you are either somewhat of an HSE or super HSE, or if you're like me and you're a super uber HSE. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then depending on where you fall in the spectrum, you'll also receive a free HSE success guide um, after you take the assessment that will give you the first steps to really begin to work with yourself, you know, as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I would say that would be a great place to start. 
Perfect. And I'll link to all of this in the show notes for everybody so they can quickly click on it. Thank you so, so, so much, Heather. That was a ton of fun and super informative. Thank you. I loved our conversation, Michelle. So appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is a wrap for this week. I hope you loved this interview. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you love. Also, a loving reminder and nudge, early bird enrollment for your metabolic reset ends this week on February 28th. So if you've been on the fence, now is the time to enroll so you can save $500. You can learn more and schedule a chat with me at wealthywoman.co forward slash YMR. Also, if you're digging these episodes, please leave a review. It helps the growth of the show, allows me to bring on more amazing guests like Heather, and helps more women take charge of their health. So tune in next week for more awesome and actionable info. I will chat with you then. All right, ladies, thank you for listening to another transformational episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) You know my mission is to help inspire and empower women to share their gifts, better serve their clients, and show up even more for the people they love. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave an awesome review so more women can find us and join us in creating a life of wealth.